The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water. As you know, many years ago, as I've mentioned for almost eight years here soon, I was asked if I wanted to have my own radio talk show, and I said, yes, and I'm going to call it the Power of Water. We're going to remind people worldwide, all of us together, those of you who are listening, to remind each other without water, W-A-T-E-R, water, there is no life. Earth must exist for eternity. It cannot diminish. It cannot turn to sand. It must be soil and a combination of some sand. Life on earth exists because of water. The earth itself is a living organism. It's alive. When you're taking a walk or you're walking outside and you're breathing moisture, air, water, just remember you're breathing life, life that must exist for eternity. We have a responsibility. And that should be our number one priority for each and every single person alive on this earth, the human species, is to make sure that nobody forgets it. We must have this radio show become a leader with a mission worldwide that we're not going to let anybody forget. Water is the priority to your life, to your health, and to the planet for billions of years to come. Billions of years ago, we had moisture around the earth called an atmosphere of water vapor. And it, time passed, and earth began to recycle. That water, called rain droplets, came down. And when the rain droplets came down, they absorbed into to the surface of the earth and changed something with life. And when it began to change and create a life, it absorbed down into below the earth in time called aquifers. Think of them as caves filled with water. And it didn't all happen at once, all over, the, all over at once. It began to happen with recycling the water from the atmosphere of the air. Now I'm going to teach you something about yourself And that's where my research comes in, with Biologic Aqua Research Center. Many years ago, I thought human disease symptoms, complaints, are what's causing this? Because it seems like one person can be diagnosed with the same cancer, and why did one pass away and one 
fought it and made it. There's something to be learned there. As I learned, and I invested enormous amounts of money from our research center by the millions to learn this. This is what is happening to your life. You are that unique. The baby was born from a pocket of water into a delivery moment. But the baby lived in water for up to what they say nine months. The baby came out into the atmosphere of life the living organism of water vapor of atmosphere at that delivery spot. What keeps you alive from there on? What brought earth to life first was the atmosphere, the water vapor in the air, the living life of air, the water. You're swimming in it every day. It's just invisible. That baby began to live at that moment And the eyelid opened. The eyes are not covered by the eyelid all day long. You're blinking. The eye at the surface is 99% water. That living organism of life on the surface of the earth, but it is connected in the womb at the very same moment they connect together with, guess what? The brain. The brain is 80% water. So what is the recycling of you living in the atmosphere to keep you alive? Number one priority is the water vapor in the atmosphere. Internally, you have an organism of life that is existing underneath the surface of your planet called skin. And underneath that surface of your planet called your body and organisms, the brain and the, and the eyes connected at the same time? What was nature's planning? Well, it makes sense that the eyes, when the eyelid is open, is drawing like a magnet electrolytically the moisture of the water vapor to the, your body, to the eyes, and replenishing the eyes, 99% water, to take a release off of the brain behind the eyes that is 80% water. Now, if you become vision impaired, what is happening? Because the moment you were born, you began a dehydration like Earth is dehydrating. Water loss, evaporation of water from the body and outside the body, a body water loss called dehydration. How many people that you've known lately that are saying, oh, my doctor said I'm too dehydrated? People all, all over the world are severely dehydrating too quickly because you're dehydrating from the moment you're born. Body water loss to your death, passing. That's the miracle of all this. It's exciting. What is health? The health issues today. Okay, first of all, I'm going to take you through this education. Water in the cells up to, is up to two-thirds percent of your body water. Water outside the cells is one-third. Cells in an adult human body are up to tw- 50 trillion cells. What are they? Water. The surface of your eye is 99% water. What is vision impairment to blindness? Yes, you're right. 
water loss, not the eye drop, and it's the water loss. The brain is 80 to 85% water. Teeth, bones, teeth are 8 to, 8 to, 8 to 10% water. Bones, 20 to 25% water. Skin, 70 to 75% water. Lungs, how many people do you know who went to the hospital with another symptom and passed away because of pneumonia? Lungs are 75 to 80% water. Your blood is 50% water. Your body is water. You're a walking planet. You're water. But the water has to recycle itself. And I'm going to remind you, I want to get going to my, my guest today because he's going to be one of the best shows you're ever going to hear today with, with Dr. Campana. He's unbelievable. And you will learn a lot about Earth and its water. But first of all, I want you to think about going to some research. Go to search up groundwater. Look up and search aquifers. Learn what aquifers are recycling and doing. And I praise California. Have you many times heard me say that former Governor Brown in his legislature built those canals to think about not making mistakes with water on the surface of California? And guess what? We learned from the Orange County president of the water district there, they've learned to recycle. Now I've heard with all this rain going on in California, they're learning how to not let it all run to the ocean. And I'm sure that Dr. Campana today will help us learn a little bit about that too. But I want you to know, this is serious. This is, but it's fun. It's like a hobby. Look up. Anything you can about learning about your own life on this planet for you to live and be healthy. There's five things you must do, and we'll go to the doctor. Number one, you need to breathe that water, that moisture, correctly every day that's in the air. Breathe in, breathe out. It's like Dr. Chow says, you breathe in through the nose, you breathe out through the mouth. Number two, drinking water. Don't even have an excuse you don't like it. Drink eight to ten glasses of water a day. It's vital. That's replenishing you. Number three, nutrition. Of course, nutrition is important. You need to detoxify. You need to be able to eliminate the toxin and I call it that manure that gets into the cells and has to get detoxified so it won't back up and heat up in the cells and cause any of the symptoms and the problems you're having to escape that toxin out through the skin or as you eliminate in flushing the toilet. Vital, eat vegetables, fresh vegetables, dark green is your favorite color, and fresh fruits. Number four, moderate exercise. If you are an athlete and you're out running around, remember you've got to moderate too in between those times. Number five, your sleep like earth sleeps. Earth takes a rest. It sleeps. And the solar system of the planet, all this excitement. How much fun can you get up in the morning, place your feet on the ground, and begin a, what's thought to be a great day? So far back in time, they noticed it before we did, thousands of years ago, and they thought there's got to be something powerful there because it's, in, it's so powerful on us. And if we reach out and touch, try to touch it, it gets more powerful. And they began with what's called religious faith, God. 
the power of all, maybe that's what it is. It's kind of like the mirror in the water, maybe is a god, a face all over the world. Today we're going to have Michael, Dr. Michael Campagna, Ph.D., Professor of Hydrogeology and Water Resources, College of Earth, Ocean, Atmosphere, Sciences at Oregon State University. The topic is going to be hydrogeology, hydrophilanthropy, and water resources. And here we go. I'm really excited and very pleased to have him on to introduce to you. But first, we're going to listen to our sponsor. Biologic Aqua Research Center has invented a technology called handheld portable devices of humidifying the eyes because ophthalmology research asked us to study the dehydration of the eyes. What could we do to slow that dehydration down to what blindness is every three seconds in the United States and every two seconds in China? So we created a product called Nature's Tears Eye Mist with tissue culture grade of water, just a mist. If you're a gal who wears cosmetics, the magic of that trade secret water, it doesn't even run the cosmetics. You can mist as often as you wish with just a mist to supplement your eyes for vision impairment problems. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back with Dr. Campana. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Kapana, are you with us? Uh, yes, Sharon, I am, and it's uh, good to be speaking with you. Well, it's good to be speaking with you. Um, I want to thank you for taking your time, and I've been really looking forward to this today. But before we begin to talk to our audience, global, we have global listeners, I wanted to ask you to to tell us a little bit about you and how you got to where you're at, like I'm at. (laughs) It sounds like you prioritize your mission with water. Uh, Yes, I have. And and, um, how I got where I am at, boy, that's a a good one. I... You know, I've been doing this for a little over 40 years. Uh, uh-huh. When I say this, I mean studying water. And um, I've, I've 
come geographically a long way. I grew up on the East Coast, New York City area, oh. and um, have spent most of my life, though, in the Western, or virtually all my adult life in the Western United States, and specifically, much of the time has been in the dry part of the Western U.S., such as Nevada, Arizona, uh, New Mexico, and now I'm actually just a little north of you in the Willamette Valley of Western Oregon, which, of course, is not a dry part. So I'm getting used to rain and clouds and things like that. And actually, <laughs> I find it enjoyable. So um, you're at Oregon State University. Yeah, right. Just up the road and from you or down you the road, there? however you want to look at it. And how long have you been there? I've been, uh, I'm in my ninth year. I got here in 2000, uh, spring uh-huh. of 2006. So uh-huh. um, well, I am getting, I, like, as, you, as you are wont to say, I am getting hydrated, whether I like <laughs> it or not. Well, I hope so, Doctor. You're a fellow, and a lot of men don't like to drink water, even if they passion with water. I hope you're <laughs> drinking a lot of water. Yes. I just came I'm... back from China, and um, my husband and I, we were there on business with a very dear friend. I'm not going to future president of my company. And he, he came back and got sick, but he didn't like to drink water, so he's, I think he's going to make water his best friend. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, right. I mean, to drink. <laughs> yes, oh yes. So your education to get where you're at. Uh, tell our, we have a, a young people at Apple iTunes, listen. How, what, what did you do to get to where you're at to be a hydrogeology? Well, um, I, 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 I went to college in, in uh, southeastern Virginia at the College of William and Mary. And um, um, uh, I, as I was nearing the end of my um, career there, I was starting to wonder about what I'd do with the rest of my life or at least the next few years. And so I liked geology, but at the time, there weren't many options in geology, or at least I didn't think so. You, got, you went to work for an oil company, or you went to work for the government, or mm-hmm. that was about it. Um, again, that, that, that's probably exaggerating or simplifying a bit. But one of my professors said, he said, you know, Michael, if you want to do something that can benefit society, why don't you go into water? And, and you have a background in geology, so you might want to study subsurface water or groundwater. And wow. he gave me a list of schools. Uh, of course, we didn't have the Internet. That was the Stone Ages. Um, and um, so I looked at a couple of schools, and the one that stuck out was the University of Arizona in Tucson, which at the time was one of the few places literally in the world where you could get a good, solid education in all aspects of water. Wow. So... Uh, I applied, I got in, um, I enjoyed it, I spent five years there, got my master's PhD, and, um, you know, I, uh, that's one decision that, uh, that I don't regret at all. It, uh. was, it was the right place to go, and of course it was the right thing to get into, but at the time that I graduated with my PhD in, about, in 1975, a lot of people didn't know what a hydrologist or a hydrogeologist yeah. did. <laughs> or a doctor, and, an yeah. aquifer. <laughs> and, yeah, right. And, and they didn't so, even know what the aquifer was. <laughs> that's right. Yes. And, um, but, but, of course, as, as we both know, that's changed. Is so, it changing? And, and, doctor, I am on the path. I'm not going to call it a war path, but I am on a mission path. Uh, I decided I didn't, I've loved water, doctor, all my life. Uh, I grew up in Oregon. I'm a born Oregonian. 
Um, I grew up mostly in Roseburg, but down, my grandfather had a cabin down here on the Rogue River. Oh, yeah. And uh, he lived here in Grants Pass, and we used to come down here to the cabin on the Rogue all the time. And my father was a fly fisherman in the North Umqua on the Rogue River, and I grew up swimming in fresh water, uh, climbing the mountains, but swimming and passioning water. And as long as I could remember the fresh water and the passion, my parents used to get upset because I was swimming. They'd turn around and I'd swim through the edge of a rapid because it was just looked so fresh. But I'm like you. Uh, I'm in my 70s. So, and then when I started this research project over 30 years ago now, and of course I dove in more about 25 years ago on studying the body-water relationship to the atmosphere and studying the world's groundwater and the Earth's relationship to the atmosphere, I, it's the most exciting adventure there is. And I cannot tell you the world... Dr. Campana is right. It is you. It's exciting, the adventure of learning something new every day. Yep, yep. Well, you know, I'm. I'm not. You said you're in your 70s. I'm not far behind you, Sharon. I'm <laughs> catching you. So, um, but Doctor, the reason I do that so well, commonly is because I want them to everybody to know I came from a very interesting era, and uh, we were an era that we were a missionary type of visionaries. Mm-hmm. We didn't expect the keyboard to do it for us. We went out and studied it and touched it. <laughs> so I don't mind telling my age, but back to well, you. Tell well, us about what you're learning here, because you and well, I both said just now, there hasn't been enough education, and education well, is vital to yeah. saving the planet and saving lives with the, the, the symptoms that are happening to the human life, dehydration, and they call it drought, but I call it dehydration of the planet, too. Yeah, There's it's got, dehydration. We're in a water yeah. crisis. Can you imagine as much knowledge as we have, the scientists have put throughout the world for all these thousands of years, and we're in a water crisis? <laughs> it's not well, funny. We've, it's, it's a you crisis. know, we've, um, we've, we've kind of... Um, what, what shall I say? We've, uh, you know, put water where the people are, and and um, in, you know, as, as as you and I know, especially living in the West, not necessarily in Corvallis or Grants Pass, but um, we have a lot of people living in areas that really don't have sufficient water to maintain, you know, no. the kind of lifestyle that that right. we want in the U.S. And so we we move the water to them, uh, California, parts of California, where where I spent a lot of my time in the southwestern U.S. Um, one, of my, um, one of my former students actually got herself in a little bit of trouble down in Albuquerque because she created a bumper sticker that said, it's a desert, stupid. Um, and it, oh. it, didn't, it didn't go over very well with the city fathers at the time. This was about oh. 25 years ago. That bumper sticker is right. Because yes. when you turn to sand, like what happened in the Middle East... They yep. didn't have the technology knowledge that we have today. They have a reason, an excuse of what happened to the Middle East to become sand. Even in, in, in Mexico, New Mexico, Arizona, they had, in the way back in time when they turned to that problem of the sand, we have it now. And, Doctor, we have to do something about it. Uh, around the world, those of us who are serious, and I'm doing it for the human, human life to take the symptoms of those diseases and realize 
that there's a problem in the atmosphere that is affecting the dehydration of our bodies. So I'm going about it that way also, but I'm also looking at the amount of fresh water that's at the surface of the planet. We need more fresh water to be at the surface of the planet and not let it all run to the ocean. So I was excited to have you on today, and you teach us about what we need to learn to know about hydrogeology and what is happening with our atmospheric uh, sciences. Because, in fact, do you know Dr. Dwayne Cecil by chance? Um, yeah, he was with I, NASA I, I, for I many years. I don't know him personally, but I, I know of him. Okay, he's, he's very much a part of what I do now through the years. Yes. And, and we're really, uh, we're, but we're t- putting together a, uh, we're going to get a, uh, a sponsor out of the country to sponsor a committee that's going to, and I'd love to see you part of this, uh, what, uh, the amount of fresh water that we need with technology to have at the surface of the planet that, uh, that is affecting the atmosphere and the atmosphere affecting the relationship of fresh water and the impact on human life and the impact on Earth. I look at Earth when I take a walk. It's a living life. It's all alive. Every, every moment of that Earth is alive and living. So you tell us where you're coming from, and I'll, I'll listen well, and let's see if we can educate our world on what you've been learning. Well, for, I, I, I come from... Um, I'm, looking at the water from a couple of different areas, one of the things that has really struck me in, say, the past 20 or 25 years, and, and, and you realize this as well because you travel a lot, is the fact that much of the world does not have the advantages that we have, say, in the United States or in the developed, the developed world. They, they, um, they, they don't have enough clean water. I mean, they, they may have enough water, but they don't... Um, they can't get it to their houses, et cetera. And uh, as you well know from, from your work, that if you drink bad water, if it's not clean, you're going to get ill and possibly even um, die. So one of the things that I've been doing is working in um, uh, developing countries, mainly in Central America, trying to help people build simple water systems to provide clean water uh, to their homes. And it's actually... Um, kind of remarkable what happens because the people don't just get clean water and and um, I know you understand this but what happens is it frees them up to do other things like uh, build things or make things that they can sell and so it actually serves as a a boost to the economy because they're not spending all their time with five gallon jugs on their head you know transporting water and and again because of what you do, you realize this, that in, in many developing countries, in fact, most of the ones that I'm familiar with, it's the women and girls who bear the burden of collecting water. Right. Right. And so when you free them of that, what happens? Well, the women become entrepreneurs, the girls go to school, the girls stay in school, they get educated, and the standard of living Hopefully, we and then also, Doctor, I'm going to interrupt there too. We've had Doc, uh, Andrew Sherman on here, who wrote the book, and you've got to get that book, um, "Harvesting Intangibles to IP Values." 
And when he was on here, he was saying, the, I said, you know, the word technology, because I'm a word freak about that. Each word is an invention. It, it, somebody invented that word. And I asked Andrew, I said, Andrew, that word technology, where do you think that word came from? He said, Sharon, you've already said it, water. He said they had to learn with technology to move the water here, to move the water there, move it over here, go do with it here, because of the economy. Well, there was no economy until they learned how to move water around. Yeah, there was no right. economic visions and success until the water could be moved around and used to to improve the communities around the world. Right. Well, there's a good there's a good saying. Um, I forget who said it. But, um, you know, God made the water, but he forgot to lay the pipes. And, well, and that's where that word technology came. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, anybody who doesn't believe in technology, I feel, and they want it to be all nature, you know, I, I, I don't look it, but I'm as environmental as nature. I've climbed the mountains. I've swam those rapids. I, oh, I, this planet I love. But nature has a course, but on the planet Earth, we've been having to learn how to improve it for uh, safety and for, for lifelong eternity. It's called technology. Yes. And um, I, I, I fully agree with you, but, but one of the things that, that, that I see is that I think sometimes maybe, you know, technology gets a little bit ahead of us in terms of what what people call unintended consequences. And, well, what they're doing um, maybe is trying to do a quick fix. Yes, a quick rather fix. Rather than taking the time like I had to do to study the symptoms of the dehydration of the body, you've got to take your time and do it correctly to do it well. And at people, what happens is they'll get panicky and they'll go in and do a quick fix and not do it with the technology that could be long-term and keep improving itself. Yeah, Did I you agree. follow me there? I yeah. follow you there, follow you well. Yeah. And, 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 of course, sometimes it takes a little while for the quick fix to, um, before we realize that the quick fix doesn't work. Yes. Or doesn't work well, it, and uh, that can cause problems. And I think we're seeing a lot of that in the world today with That's respect to... That's why we're in a water crisis. Yes, um, and um, so th- that, that's, you know, trying to get water to people, say, less fortunate than, than you or I is one of, my, uh, one of my missions, and you mentioned education earlier, and I want to say something, you know, as, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm catching up to you in age, okay, I don't, I don't think I'll, I'll get there, but I'm getting close. I know, close. you're kind of like everybody else, I'm, I'm younger, but, I'll but, keep but, going forward. <laughs> But one of the things that keeps me active is is the young people of today. I have some. Yeah, can I remarkable- take a message? We'll take just one break here. Go with, ahead, uh, sure. With our sponsor, and that is you've just touched on to one of my okay. most exciting uh, okay. futures is the t- young students and kids. You are Wonderful. okay. I'm anxious to hear what you say. We're going to listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with you, Doctor Companion. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Campania, you were talking about education, and it yes. is vital. But also, yes. you brought up our youth of the world. Uh, what have you been learning? Um, actually, what, what, I've, what I've been learning is from my students. Um, I, I, I know that may sound strange because I'm supposed to be an educator and I'm supposed to be uh, helping them learn, which I, I like to think I still am. But um, a, a, as I was about to say, I've just run into some remarkable young people um, in the past 15 or 20 years, and um, not, not, not just people, not just students who are very smart, and and you know facile with technology and other things, but they also they also want to what I call do the right thing, and 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 whether that means trying to you know solve our problems in a sustainable way or whether it means you know going to the slums of uh, Honduras or Nicaragua and helping people get clean water or sanitation, um, I've just been kind of amazed at the number of of young people I've come across who ask me, how can I, how can I make, the, make the world a better place? And I realize that sounds kind of trite to some people, um, but they're sincere. They're, this is not just a show right. or something like that. And so right. I, I actually think that I see the future as pretty bright and that we're going to be in good hands. My only concern is, will we be, will we be too far gone with the quick fixes so that no matter how smart someone is, they're going to be unable to, you know, to rectify things. But, mm-hmm. but I'm when I see the the students today, I I just marvel at, at most of them. So, that's that's yeah, my picture. Yeah, um, the young people. I think that's the key to the UN committee that we want to have and study. But we want to be able to publish a book about the billions of years of the water cycle here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And then get the youthful, get, get uh, all of us that are participating into education, 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 all the way down to a, a ch- an infant book, to where they start looking at water as the magic, and uh, get young all ages, but young people at, at ages. Let's say I spoke at the middle school up in New, Upper New York, off the Hudson. Okay. And. Uh, doctor, you'll be fascinated, and this is where I come from with kids. I, I've always said it forever. With, whenever I work with large group with kids, I got a lot accomplished. But when they asked me to speak about water, because kids were going to be talking water, uh, studying water, so I, my husband and I went up the Hudson on the train, and, of course, I thought I'd die and went to heaven. I got, it was fun. I got to go up the Hudson. 
got out and they met me. We went over and here came the students in a very theatrical type setting where they want to be on this stage. And I said, no, 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 I'm going to be on the floor. Give me two mics. And they had a lot of faculty come in because they thought the kids would get bored. Hmm. We're going to talk about water. Well, what I did, doctor, I did what I do with this show. I start out teaching you, you're made up of water. Right. And the kids never thought about that. And then as I moved them into the 50 minutes, it lasted 15 minutes longer, doctor. Wow. Those kids were like gold. I they handed the mic to them, and they were able to ask questions. And at the end of the program that lasted 15 minutes longer, mm-hmm. they stood up and cheered like they just won a game. Really? Over wow. water. Now, the reason why is I related them to who they are, the miracle of them as a person, Mm-hmm. to the planet they're living with and the atmosphere, and then I brought them back to the surface water and our, our, our mission on this planet. They felt like they were going to be part of a mission when I was done. Because they, they, but I'll, I, I will explain where I come from where I was panicked many years ago when I started studying the dehydration of the body and the living with the atmosphere as your greatest influence. I was shocked that science research had left it behind in the early 1900s because of quick fix. Mm. They had forgotten that your cells internally are your living organism of everything to do with your life, and it's water. And it relates to the skin from behind, and the skin outside the body is relating to being alive because of that invisible water atmosphere. Yeah. The influence on that baby at the moment coming from, in fact, everybody's my eyes just kind of went up when I said, well, you came from a pocket of water in your mother's womb. I mean, yeah. they, mm-hmm. they just kind of looked at me like, I hope it don't stick on this one. <laughs> so then I went over to living in the atmosphere where you're not in that pocket of water anymore, but you're living with the atmosphere is your greatest influence. And as we move our, our lives, and I, get, I do this in everything I do in my show, my public speaking, I don't care if I'm talking Wall Street. This is what it's all about. Is Earth had a, an unbelievable adventure. Something magic happened, and moisture was around Earth for all those years before it became raindrops. Mm-hmm. But it yep. brought a life to Earth, and the life is reflecting that original moisture. And that symptom of all these diseases and Earth's problems are because we didn't stick to what our forefathers thousands of years were doing doing in holistic research, is studying the nature of what is happening here with time. To be able to take and understand that nature and how it recycles itself and eat within we were we're part of that recycling. The caterpillar is part of the recycling, the leaf on the tree, the root in the ground, the aquifers, everything about this planet that's such an amazing, amazing adventure, miracle, has been recycling. Yeah. What is a disease? Uh, we have, a do- have had on a Dr. Gerald Pollack from the University of Washington, and he is unbelievable. He got into, by accident, studying water 15 years ago with what he graduated in. And and he, next thing he knew, his team found a fourth water in the body. Well, hmm. in the atmosphere, do you remember when the CERN group about two years ago found another part of our atmosphere? 
there's another a level to our atmosphere that they didn't know we had. Okay. So there's a fourth water in the body that they're finding. And I said to Dr. Pollock, I said, well, I can tell you that that's because of that crappe that settles down into that part of the cell. And that's where all the, the, the uniqueness of our dehydration individually. Because doctors, there's no two eyes alike. There are no two fingerprints alike. They're studying genome, the DNA. We're all different. We don't even all look just alike. What is that? That's the recycling of the atmosphere after you're born and you become to live on Earth. It's the same way the way Earth is living with all of Earth and the solar system of the mission it's on. Now, I want you to tell us, though, before we go on here, um, educate uh, from your background as a uh, hydrogeologist, an atmospheric scientist, teach our audience about what happened to this planet and those aquifers below, what are they, and how much water could be there that we don't even know about and understand the relationship to the atmosphere. Could you give us an education well, about all that? You, you've, actually, you've actually hit on something that I've become um, uh, kind of a crusader about these days, and, and that's about the water that we have underground. Um, in the aquifers, okay, those are, those are bodies of rock and soil that, that store a lot of water. And where does that water come from? Ultimately, it does come from the atmosphere. It comes from rainfall that seeps into the ground, uh, collects in the streams and lakes, and eventually finds its way underground. And one thing that most people don't realize is that there, there is far more fresh water underground than there is stored in all the streams and, and lakes of the world. And it's something like maybe 30 or 35 times as much. But all that water eventually or originally came from the atmosphere, and it's going to be recycled, as you've been talking about. And it may take you know, many, many years for it to get back to the atmosphere, but in water, we talk about the water cycle, and it's the endless movement of water from the oceans to the atmosphere to the land surface to under the land surface, back to the oceans, etc. So, you know, you've hit the nail on the head with your concern about the atmosphere. So, I, that's, that's... Right. Now, and there was just something published out of Canada, a large amount of water. Can, do you, are you familiar with that? I don't know which, which particular thing out of about Canada. Two weeks ago, there was a, a report out of Canada, some of the largest stored water in the world, in Canada, oh, yeah. uh, that they, ha- they had not known was there. Hmm. I, I didn't see that specific report. That's funny. I usually okay, get a lot of stuff out of Canada. Maybe two weeks ago. I had people, fortunately, send me things. And that um, okay. up in Canada, they, I think it was around the Toronto, and I'm sorry I didn't have it available this morning. That's okay. <laughs> but... Uh, they found, uh, and they think there's living life in it. Oh yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the yeah the the. You, are you talking about the very very old water that they found yes. underground? Yes. The, the old 1. water. 4? Okay. The, the yes. one they called old water. Right. Yes. Fossil Explain water. Explain that to our audience. What the, what they were saying in that report. Well, the, um, I if I'm not if I remember it correctly, this water was on the order of, oh gosh, I think it was a billion or so years old. Yes. And, and what that means to your, let me explain to your listeners, um, 
when I say groundwater or underground water is a billion years old, that means that the water wasn't necessarily created a billion years ago. The water's already been there, but it's been underground for a billion years. In other words, it was about a billion years when that water fell from the sky, became stream flow, and then seeped way underground. And it was, I believe, found in a mine uh, north of Toronto, if, if we're talking yeah. about the same That's thing. It's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be the oldest groundwater ever found. Discovered, so right. That's, that's really remarkable because I did my Ph.D. work years ago on dating groundwater, okay, and um, the oldest groundwater I was dating at the time was maybe 20,000, 30,000 years old. And so this is something really oh, wow. remarkable. This is, this, is a, this is big, really this is big. big. I'm so, yeah, I'm sorry. What is, I, I, what's so exciting for me, doctor, is I study the behavior of your body, the, ind- the individual's body cycle and dehydration and the relationship to the atmosphere's influence on you and every yes. living thing there is. So when I look at that discovery and I think and, and take, uh, I'm very holistic about this, of course. I go into the old world of researchers so far back in time. That's how they did it. That's how I do it. So I remove myself from any influence that I would have that's not open-minded, and I go into thinking, okay, if this is what Earth has done, what can we do with human life within the body and its recycling and better relationship with living with the atmosphere to, to hopefully relieve individuals from these symptoms if we catch it in time or ahead of time? See where I come from. Yeah. Okay. And then I also look at the freshwater relationship to the atmosphere as the greatest influence on our lives for recycling. So that impact of, on human life, all life on Earth, but human life, can I go in there with research and with the scientists that I bring from all over the world, and we're studying what is happening there to, for those cells and how do we relate to that, tech, and it's, we turn it into a technology so that we understand with discovery and documentation what is happening to the body like that billion year old water you're talking about. Yeah. That's 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 fascinating. That's Isn't fascinating. That fascinating. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I used to pinch myself many years ago because if I probably were I, I you might relate to this. When you were studying so long ago and you would tap onto something, you wondered, where am I going to find more information about what I just think I learned something about? And you'd yeah. really have a heck of a time finding it that science researchers left it behind so far back. They got, they got into, doctor, this quick fix. Now, I yep. came to conclusion it was this, and you're, you're going to laugh, but this is where I came from. I, when I started studying, why did they do this to this planet and to the life of people's health? Go for quick fix. It doesn't work. So I found the word patent. <laughs> Really? Something about the word patent stuck with me, and all I could think about is they said, well, if you can patent it, it'll be more valuable. But yes. if you can't patent it, we're not interested. Right, okay. So I think that's why the quick fix kept getting quick fixed. I, I, a, I could be wrong. That's just my that's evaluation. A no, that's a, that's, a, that's, that's a good point. And about. I need to tell you that I have patented, it's for dry eye, the dehydration of the eye, 
body water loss description of water humidifying all over the world approved. So I, I laid the ground with my patent attorney and I decided, okay, here we come. And, if, and to, to prove to the world, okay, technology can be in description of water with what I do. Now, did I think that way to start with? No, but I knew that was the way to get respect. Not a quick fix. It took me years and millions of dollars to get a patent approved all over the world. But again, back to you and those aquifers. Explain to the relationship to the aquifers again so people understand below the surface are these aquifers that we're living with these fresh waters at the surface. Explain that relationship to the fresh water on the surface and what the influence underneath that fresh water is with the aquifers. Well, great. Thanks, Thanks Sharon. Um, the, um, the aquifers, again, this is, this is the water that's underneath the ground that occurs in the open spaces, in the rocks, in the soils, etc., is, is actually, in most cases, intimately re- related to the water at the surface. I mean, we have to understand this water cycle is, is, is all connected, and so the atmospheric water seeps underground, but the water that's under the ground may, may actually supply some of the stream flow. What many people don't realize is that the, the, the rivers that we have in the United States and actually around the west of the world, about on average, about 30% of the flow in streams is provided by groundwater or underground water seeping into the stream. So, I mean, one thing that we're learning these days is that all this is connected, whether it's the atmospheric water, whether it's the water in our bodies, whether it's the water in the plants, the water in the streams and lakes, the water underground, the oceans, etc. It's all connected. And it's all, you talk about recycling. That's the word to use. This is all recycled. And the better we understand how this is, how this system works, the better we're going to be able to manage it, to use it, to make sure that we don't run out of it. So um, my mission, as I said uh, recently, has been to get people to be aware of the water that's under the ground, take care of it, don't pollute it, don't misuse it, but understand that there's a tremendous amount of water underneath the ground. And um, Why aren't we, you proud of Orange County? Have you read about Yes. We had the president oh. of the Water District of Orange County, how they, they're doing their recycling now. Yes. Orange, and, Orange yeah, go ahead. Go Sorry. Ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say that, no, you, you, I'm glad you brought that up because Orange County is one of the world leaders in recycling water and making sure that every drop literally is taken care of, that uh, it's protected, it doesn't get contaminated, and, and that the humans can use it and so on Even and so Disneyland forth. Even Disneyland is recycling. Yeah. No, <laughs> I that's... need to tell you, I, I owed them an apology I thought Singapore taught them. Oh, oh, you did. <laughs> and on all my shows, I kept saying, "Oh, Singapore is the poster child of all of this." California, president, the pres, the former governor of California knew more than what they've been learned. They've done since about taking care of their water. And then all of a sudden, when I had Sean on, the president of the water district in Orange County, I learned that they worked with Singapore together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? Uh, to me, that's what it's all about. Yes. Work together. Yep, yep, but you're right. Orange County. Well, we County only have is... a moment left for you to say anything you want to say to the audience, and I've got to have you on again. We can learn a lot with each other. 
what well, would I, you like to say? What would I like to say? First of all, I'd like to thank you for this opportunity and for the good work that you do. Um, I, I really appreciate it. But I would just like to tell people that uh, we need to take care of the water that we have, and that simply means uh, using it wisely uh, and not polluting it, not contaminating it, uh, because uh, this is the water we're stuck with. Okay, we're not going to get a whole lot more new water, so we've got to take care of the water we have, and um, that would be my message. All right, and then go to, you've got on here, www.waterwired.org. Org. That's, that's my, I, I, I do a blog, and it's called Water okay. Wired. And, okay. um, in fact, uh, when, when um, we started this about an hour ago, I was in the process of posting today's post. So, um, um, but, um, no, that's fine. I was, spread the I was word. anxious. Spread the word. So, anyway, but that's there, and uh, a lot of good information, and um, I, I enjoy, like you, I, I enjoy spreading the good word and the word about water. So I guess yeah. we're, we're both in this together, Yeah, we're both, we're both wired. <laughs> yes, we are, and we're wired to water. So. Yeah, we're wired. <laughs> so. Yeah, because I, I was going to be a channel swimmer. Instead, I decided to do this. <laughs> I forget what I, I was going to be. I appreciate You and your family have a wonderful season coming, and uh, I hope to have you on again. Likewise, Sharon. I'd love to. You have a happy new year, and, and bless you, and be, be well. Okay. You too, Sharon. You. Great. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. This is a fellow, Dr. Michael E. Campana, C-A-M-P-A-N-A, Ph.D., Professor of Hydrogeology and Water Resources at the Oregon State University. To learn, can we ever learn enough? It's impossible. Earth is still learning about itself, too. So what are we, are we such geniuses that we know it all? I think that's the damage to the quick fix. Quick fix doesn't learn enough. You've got to learn enough as you go, like molding a piece of art with your hands. Can you mold long enough to make it just, just mm, perfectly? With water, it's your life. It's everything about you. And that water to drink is vital. Just remember, that is your health, is the water you're drinking. The way you breathe, the moisture in the air, the water vapor that was here first before life began. Breathe it in, breathe it out. It's like Dr. Chow says, breathe in through the nose, let it out through the mouth. That is vital. Drinking eight to ten glasses of water a day. Good nutrition is an is exciting new technology to learn. Dark green is your best friend and some fresh fruit. Make it the best friend. Get away from that carbohydrate and all that sugar. Moderate exercise and then sleep like earth sleeps. Embrace your life. Every special moment, it's an adventure and it is exciting. It belongs to you. But don't forget to embrace somebody else's with respect and concern. But I always say, earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Leave something of yourself as a legacy behind. That's the water. Make sure that you're dedicated to making sure all the eternity has the power of water. I want to thank you for listening. You have a special day, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health 
environment, and the power of water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. 